With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Marilee. Your insider's club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Marilee. Welcome everyone to Cracking the Rich Code. I am Miss Marilee. Tonight is kind of special. Um, well, kind of. It is very special because I get to be interviewed by my co-author, Lauren Brennan. And you know what? Lauren is so awesome. She has written a story that I get to interview her tomorrow. I want you to stay tuned for that. But Lauren tonight is going to take the seat and I'm going to give her full range to ask me about my my chapter called Why Love is Always the Answer. Lauren, are you there? I am here, Marilee. I am honored to be taken in the <laughs> reins and being the host of the show, and I'm looking forward to co-hosting and hosting other shows on Blog Talk Radio with Cracking the Rich Code. I am so impressed with everything that you've accomplished, and I am grateful to be here tonight with you. And I love the fact that we're turning the tables. Yes, so, me too. Ms. You are Marilee, an absolute doll. You've been, <laughs> you've been, you were an author in the uh, Cracking the Rich Code book one, and now you are back again in Cracking the Rich Code volume four. Mm-hmm. You, other than being an author, you're a mentor, you're a speaker, you're an ambassador, and your mission, which I absolutely love and I'm completely intrigued by, is to teach the world, how to love. Mm -hmm. That is powerful. I mean, Mm. really powerful. Mm -hmm. Many people would question, like, what does that actually mean? And I think in certain ways it's so so simple yet so complex. But I think that's Mm. how I would, I mean, I've had the pleasure to kind of get to know you um, on a deeper level. And when I speak with you, there's certain things that are like, wow, it's, it's simple. Yet when we speak on another level, it's, you make me get off, you know, when I get off the phone and I, I reflect on our conversation and I'm like, powerful, let me like, let me delve a little bit. <laughs> so let's step back. Let's talk about this chapter. I mean, I love when you talk about accountability and there's mm. two different ways of living and it's the story of Robert and the story of Elise. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about, A, is this, is this you and, uh, and your an ex-husband? Is this, what is this story for, from, and where did this originate from? And take us on this journey. So, um, you know, in all of my writings, I wait. And I wait for an answer, inspiration. You know, it's like, you know, what does God want to give me? What, what message do I have for the world, right? And in this chapter, it was very clear to me that I wanted to show uh, the difference in a perspective <clears throat> with love and money. 
excuse me. Mm-hmm. So with Robert, Robert isn't a person, and Robert is not my ex-husband, as many couldn't easily assume. No, Robert represents the world. It's humanity. And this is the world that we're living in. And Elise, although she parallels my life quite a bit, <laughs> she represents love and her decision to follow that. In the end, um, basically, it's it's giving you kind of the whole movie, like how it ends. And wherever you are in your life, you can look forward and go, hmm, is that what I really want to do? Or you can look backwards and go, wow, that's what I've done. That's what I've done my whole life. Either way, you can change it. Hmm. Right. I think it, I think you can. Oh, I mean, maybe maybe you disagree. I'm not sure, but can you can you? Does it have to be so concrete or so black and white? Yes. Can it? It does. Yes. Explain exactly. why. Hmm? Explain explain why it's so black and white. Well, because humanity has been given a manual, and in that manual, whether you believe or not, is irrelevant. It is what it is. If we choose not to follow the manual, then we're kind of lost in the desert. We don't know our way. But if we follow our manual, amazing things happen. And um, to be so black and white is not my rule. You know, it's not my concrete belief, although it is my belief 100% because we're told that you cannot honor both love and money. You can't. But who, and who tells us that, though? Oh, that's in the Bible. Yeah, our, our manual. Okay, so say, so, for example, mm-hmm. just let me into it. Like, like, so say, for example, you're not, you could, I mean, there's sure. all different types of, all different religions, right? And I, I believe that, you know, I looked at Robert a little differently, thinking that he never stopped to smell the flowers. And Yes. Right. A year turned into 20 years, turned into 40 years. Turned... Yep. But there are people that actually can be present in their career, love what they're doing, make money doing what they're doing, but still being present and still honoring relationships and love. Yeah. Are you saying that you don't believe that we could do that? What I'm saying is that we can believe anything we choose to believe, you know, because we can rationalize the heck out of anything we do, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it right. You know, it just doesn't mean you're doing it right. It means that you're striving to do something right with all good intentions you're doing. You're trying to do it right. It doesn't mean you are. And that lack of self-awareness makes us insecure in what, who we are and what we're doing. We could be determined in what we do, but we may not be absolute. You know, we're hoping that we're doing it right, but we don't know. But when you know that you're doing it right, it makes a world of difference. That's where your faith comes so, in. Hmm. So how do, you, so do how do you know when you're doing something right? So, how do you know <laughs> that your mission is right? So... Um, aside from this chapter in this book, I've written a book called The Game. And in The Game, I basically teach you, you know, uh, how to love 
by separating or identifying, I should say, pieces, okay, and rules. And when you learn how to identify both of those things and operate, I mean, operate every single day with every single person according to these pieces and honoring those rules, you start to understand how love and money, I mean, it's so clear, it's so black and white, what motivates people. And in their motivation, that's where your trust comes in. People who honor money cannot be trusted, period. Okay, let's dissect that for a second. Let's dissect that. Okay. When you say honor money, are you saying, though, and I I don't think you're saying this, but is it, are you looking at that money is evil? Nope. Or is it that you're looking at the people that put money above everything else? No, money is, is, money is actually a default. So when the Bible talks about God and money, right, you can't serve both. Meaning if you're not serving the most high by default it's the other but we tend to look at money you know literally like a dollar bill and that dollar bill actually encompasses so many of our behaviors so if it's not virtuous if it's not of the most high by default you fall to the other side So when you fall to the other side, you can absolutely guarantee how this person is going to behave. Okay, but what what is virtuous about the dollar? Like how are you? So it's either right. So, but if nothing is, then you're then then how can money be? I mean, I look at it that you can be successful. You want to to me the greatest thing is to love what you do and make money doing it at the same time being a contributing Mm -hmm. member in society by paying Mm -hmm. it forward, by being, um, you know, do onto others what live by the golden rule, what you want done to yourself. Mm -hmm. But I would say that money though is then a reflection of how hard you worked and it could be, and there's, I think there's nothing wrong with making money. I think when you want to be successful, there's different riches. I don't think Mm -hmm. that, encompasses who I am, you know, I'm, I'm truly about family and about, uh, and I think being healthy and, and what happiness is, but mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I love to make money. Sure. Who doesn't? That's, that's so not how it. Do, money. We okay. have to understand money. We equate it to a dollar bill. Money is a catch all phrase for every behavior that is contrary to love. So this is why we get confused with the having of, of this, these riches, the exchange, the form of exchange. We're not talking about that. People get caught up in it. All it does is magnify who you are. That's, that's all it does. So you can have money and riches and everything be very, very abundant because that's how God operates in the world of abundance. So you can have a lot. And to the material world, it looks like money because you have the house and the car and everything else that goes with it, right? But that's not what we're talking about. Money is a catchphrase for dishonorable behavior. 
And people who chase that dollar typically fall to that side. I'm trying to find the difference, the differentiation between chasing the dollar or being successful and making money still well, by still having balance in their life. Well, you're going to have values, so, morals, ethics. Well, a hundred percent. So there it's not the it's the but that's when the, when you say the Bible, mm. you can't have you can't in the Bible honor. and I don't so you can't honor. honor money and honor love, right? Which I I don't know if I, in fact I I disagree with that. To me, okay. you can honor <laughs> love, but you can be you can have respect and honor the fact of someone being successful and being and having the values and having virtues and having integrity and being a mensch and being um, someone that when they shake your hand or they, and they look in your eye, they're on the level, but you can mm-hmm. have an exchange and do a business transaction and one or both of you could be making money, mm-hmm. but there's still respect. Aren't there other underlying values? No. That um, money comes out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think there's so much more when in the story of Robert, Robert just seemed void of every of anything else that was going on in his life and it was only driven by that dollar. So there was two, there was an extreme there. He never took right, time well, to appreciate anything he had and he was going through the motions like when I remember speaking as a, as a young child I learned about three different kinds of people there are vegetable people animal people and divine people and and the vegetable person just goes through the motions and doesn't know or doesn't question anything else out there anything okay. else other than their 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 model of what they're supposed to be whether it's a doctor, they're, they're living in that doctor life. They don't question anything. They don't do anything. They're just, they're like robots. Or whether they're a teacher, whether a postal worker, there's no question. There's no um, searching. There's no, there's nothing but what is right in front of them. And that's the easiest They're programmed to behave. A hundred percent. Then you have the animal people, which most people fall in, more people fall in, fall in that category where there's glimpses, there's times where they question, where they challenge, where they think, maybe this is not where I'm supposed to be. Maybe this is what I should be doing. Maybe, but it takes energy to do that. And then they feel like they're not going to be keeping up with the Joneses. And they feel like, so they turn to live like vegetable people and they turn their back on the questions and on the, because they don't want to feel pain. They don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to step outside that comfort zone. And then there's the few that are always to search for divinity. There's turmoil, there's highs, there's lows. And that, but that's scary for people. But I don't believe there's anything black and white. There are grays, there are shades. And I think it's bringing back value system and not making it that the world on how we live is is driven only by that dollar. Is that mm-hmm. is that a fair thing to say? Well, you said a lot. <laughs> 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 uh, for me to break fair that enough. down, 
you know, and um, yeah, let me let me give okay, it a so, shot. First of all, ahead. yes, you know, in these descriptions, right? We're really talking about about personalities. You know, we have these people who we can categorize as vegetables or animals, right? And I don't look at people like that. To come full circle to what we're talking about, honoring love or money, right? Typically, and I say typically so loosely, um, people honor money when they cannot let go of control. And think about it. Control Mm -hmm. is driven by fear. Fear is driven by assumptions. So when we assume our greatest fears, we behave in a way to control others in our circumstances. That is a lack of faith. And it's contrary to love. So by default, you fall on the side of money. Okay. So Sorry. let's delve into Elise a little bit. Okay. Elise doesn't feel she beats her own drum, and I love that. She is full of light, full of happiness, for many years struggled with where she needed to be and how if she was supposed to sit on this path, sit on that path, sit on this crowd. And she was free when it finally, when it was, when she let go and, and brought in God, right? Is that how we'd say that? I mean, one of my favorite sentences or favorite part of, of your chapters where it says, um, Elise knew what love was and what she was experienced was a relationship with the most high. Her mm-hmm. life was a gift and she was grateful for every moment. Mm-hmm. So that to me is extremely profound and, and really being to me present. It, it, explain mm-hmm. the journey of Elise on how that paralleled in your life and what was the moment that you were able to feel free and let go? Okay, so basically Elise, like everyone else, even Robert, because Robert, remembers he represents humanity. He's not an individual person. Um, she's on the same path. You know, we live in a matrix of fear. We have been controlled, we've been programmed, and we've been driven to follow a dollar. That's it. I mean, 24 hours a day. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to make something of yourself? You know, what kind of name do you have? Where's your credit? On and on and on. And we fear the lack of these things. And so because, you know, we assume that if I don't have a good credit report, you know, some sort of proof that I'm worthy, then I must not be. And this is what drives us to do the things that we do. We pay no attention to each other, only that we need to prove ourselves on a grander scale based on all of these expectations and um, licenses that we're supposed to like, like hit, you know, like hit that button, hit that button. And if you don't, you're going to fail. 
And Elise discovered that if she let go and had faith and just did what she was told, nothing more, just do what you're told. And that is to love. Get really good at that. Just get really good at that. That's, I mean, that's the whole message in the book. Just love to learn. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, learn to love yourself and others. That's it. So I took that and I ran with it. And that's the key. That is the key to the magic. It's like a magic carpet ride. And this is what I teach in the game. I teach you how to identify everything that belongs on that side of money, the side of control, the side of fear, the misbehaviors, the, the um, inability to see what we're doing and recognize others. A veil, it's an illusion. And I help you clear that way. Love is the key to the life that you're seeking. It's, it's your ability to take a hit to your ego, to your good name, to, to whatever the world has to throw at you and just hold your post and you're going to have faith that everything, everything hidden will come to light. There's no reason for you to defend yourself. There's no reason for you to try to control, you know, circumstances or other people. You can't control what they're saying. You can't worry about those things. You're accountable to one, one thing only, and that's yourself. That's the God in you. Because everything, if you understand what vibration is, love is the highest vibration. It is the most high. And humanity on a whole is vibrating so low. And that is that cesspool of money. We have been taught generation after generation what is expected of us, all the hoops we have to jump through in order to be whatever it is we're hoping for. And it's all been a lie. All we have to do is learn how to love. And in that, we become the creator. And life is easy, easy. I have experienced things so magical, so beyond. I mean, this is why you have to cast your line so far out there without ever knowing how you're going to get there. It can't be about a five-year plan. You can't have control. You're not going to write down every goal and hit those goals. You're working in man's world, man's world of money. And you see those goals and you say, you know what? Nobody's going to get in my way. Nobody. And so you literally don't care about how you treat your neighbor. Get out of my way. I don't have time for you. I have a goal to meet. I have this deadline. And so you prove who you are. You start to rise, you know, on this fake pedestal. You think that you're really making it big in the world, but God is looking at you like, okay, you're a fool. Because you think no matter how much money you make in the world, millions, trillions, if it's all come by way of evil and serving money, it's going to crumble in a second. You'll never, ever have the security of your own wings, ever. When you operate on the side of faith, on the side of love, and knowing how to do it properly, you can't just assume you know. 
and I, I understand, like, I, I feel like every time somebody says, you know, she's determined to teach the world how to love, it's kind of an insult, right? And, it, and it's like, okay, well, who do you think you are? You're going to teach the world how to love. You don't, you don't think I know how to love? That's all ego talking. Well, is it fair to say that people can also show and feel love in different ways? Uh, okay. You can show love in different ways, but it's all got to be part of the same pie. Does that make sense? Meaning what? No, explain. I don't know. Please. It's like, you know, um, I don't like to rub your feet, but I don't mind going and get you, getting you a coffee. That's my way. You know, or I don't like to help you with the dishes, but I'll tell you how beautiful you are. You know, okay, so everybody's got their own way of showing love, right? It's not about how you show it to the service you do for someone else. It's about who you are. Who have you become? It's the difference but of... Aren't of ac- but aren't actions, don't actions, as we say, cheese or not, actions speak louder than words. So if your actions are filled with good intention and light and love and someone else's actions are filled with light and love, different than yours, then aren't they living true and aren't they on the right path? Mm, It's a very narrow path. Very, very, very narrow. Okay. So to give clarity to that, and I just gave this analogy too, we have to learn how to love ourselves, love ourselves first. Now we hear that all the time and people go, but I have, I have learned to love myself. No, what you've learned is how to accept who you think you are. It's your ego telling your ego that your ego is okay. It's so contrary to love. And this is how we don't recognize who we are, how we are, and how we're behaving. You just don't see it. So how this would you describe loving who okay. you are? Okay. Um, loving who you are is not loving the physical me. You know, I'm too short. I'm too fat. I'm, you know, blonde when I want to be brunette. It's, it's not all that. It's not where I was born, my heritage. It's not all that. It's not my family. Loving who I am is understanding that I am the manifestation of something higher. There is a spirit that gives me life, that gives me my breath. Without it, I'm nothing. I'm just a puppet. And I have to train that puppet to model and behave like the spirit. And you have to cut a lot of fat to do that. Does that make sense? I'm not sure if I under, I'm not sure if I understand how that's showing self-love. I think that's being humble, but I'm not sure how that's actually showing self-love. Okay. And do you have to be religious in your so I know that you're very much into faith and you're and and on a religious side if some people are not religious, can they be true and follow love? Uh, you can start anywhere on that line, but okay. if you put into play, all right, the game, once you start to learn it, doesn't matter what your faith is or wherever, if you just 
Learn to play. Put it into operation. No different than Monopoly, okay? I don't care if you believe in religion when you sit down and play Monopoly with me. We're just going to learn how to play the game. As you go around that board, right, it's going to be quite obvious where you stand. Quite obvious to you. And it's going to be a heavy weight because you are going to realize who and how you've been for all your life. Believe me, it's not pretty. It's very, very heavy. I've had people like just sink to their lowest going, oh my gosh. Because once you see the truth, you cannot unsee it. And I make this analogy all the time. I train you to see Waldo. Once you see Waldo, you cannot unsee him. So, you know, I'm for those of you who are familiar with Waldo, when you open up the book, right, and you're seeing all these people, all these faces in a crowd. Well, this is how we're living our life. It's just all these faces and all these people in a crowd. You're just trying to make it through. You don't even know a Waldo exists. You're not aware. So when I teach you how to identify Waldo, it becomes like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And you can't escape it. You can't run. You can't hide. You can't ignore it. It's in your face all the time. And the only option you have now is to learn how to love better. That's it. You can't go backwards. Can't. It'll drive you crazy. To love deeper, maybe. Or when you say love Not better, deeper. Or love more. Um. It's kind of like wearing a fat suit. If I'm wearing a fat suit and I'm, I'm underneath, <laughs> but I've got this fat suit on, right? <laughs> when you start to see the truth, you start to shave away all that. You literally remove that suit and become the truth of who you are. And some people will fight to the death going, I know who I am. I know emphatically who I am. No, your ego has decided who you are. And until you really understand how you surrendered, you completely surrendered, trusted, and executed faith, took a hit to your ego completely because you're going to take it over and over again when you find out what it takes to play this game. Then finally you just like, okay, I, I get it. I get it. I'm beat up. I was terrible. Hmm. Do you believe everybody that's read or will play this game, every, every single person would come back and say they didn't like who they were prior to this? Mm, Can't the game enhance who you are rather than say I've been living the wrong way? Um, well, I need to, you know that. Uh, and is that possible? Of course, because, you know, there's people who aren't so nice. And I mean, like, really not nice, really bad people. Now, this is the beauty of the game. If somebody nefarious were to read the book, they might look at it like, oh, ha, ha, you know, I know what to do. And this is how they act. And I know how to get an angle on these type of people. No, it doesn't work that way. Because, how can I say, if you read it, okay, you have one of two choices. You're either going to learn to play or you're going to ignore it if you ignore it but you've read it and you know the truth 
life is going to become very difficult for you. Why? Because the devil will claim his domain. He will throw situation after situation at you to take you just like to prove that you belong to him. It's awful. There's no mercy there. None. But on the flip side, when you're learning how to play the game and it's like, you know, you've been breaking all these rules and you know, you want to continue to break those rules. And you don't even understand why there are those rules and how you can possibly maneuver and honor these rules at the same time. It's very, very difficult, very difficult. But when you give it your best effort and you see the light, you're like, oh, it's immediate. The benefit is immediate. And the benefits start to pile up and it gets bigger and bigger, and you, you don't see it coming. You don't know what's coming. And God says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. No mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. You have to really understand that scripture. Because the mind of man is so limited in his ability to stretch and to embrace something so far out there so big right so this is that, very esoteric would you if you're not esoteric would you still would you get this absolutely absolutely i have okay. dumbed it down and you know excuse the language but literally it's it's anybody can play anybody can play and i help my players polish 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 these pieces you know, I give examples as to these rules, like, you know, this is how that works. There's many facets to these rules. Be careful. Don't trip. And, you know, at the very least, don't make a move because you don't have a move. So keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. So in the game, I'll give a little bit. And we're a little off topic on this, <laughs> this chapter, <laughs> but it's all about love. It doesn't matter what I'm writing about, right? So okay. in the game you have like a chessboard and the king represents your honor and your integrity. And you have to keep that. You must keep the king on the board and you're praying that your player is going to do the same. And I teach you how to recognize the moment to call a game over. And when you start to Understand how powerful this game is. Not only are you winning in man's world, but you're winning in a spiritual world. Because the, the universe, these subatomic particles, whatever you want to call it, the ether, God, whatever name you have for it, starts to work in your favor. And life becomes easy and effortless opportunities start coming to you and you don't try to control anything. You have absolutely no fear, no fear of loss, no fear of rejection, no fear of, of uh, betrayal. The universe has your back. And I tell you, uh, I have stories. (laughs) And when betrayal happens, what do you tell people? Uh, Well, okay. That's a good question. People are going to betray because they don't know themselves. They have no idea what betrayal is. None. I see it all the time. Even in the, with the best intention, they are constantly betraying themselves and others. And it's like, you can't do that. That's dishonorable behavior. 
And if you don't understand well, I don't the difference, that, well, I don't believe someone. Uh, sorry, to interrupt. I don't believe that when someone betrays you, there mm-hmm. there are no good intentions. So when no, people say they really there don't good know. Intention there, no. No, no, no. They really don't know. Honestly, they feel that in their allegiance to you and their alliance, that you know they act in certain ways, thinking that they're going to get um, in good favor with you. But the act of when doing they betray that, you. Um, no, when they, no, when they betray themselves in that situation, if they betray themselves, but when they they betray themselves, huh? But when they betray, if if you're, if you're talking about when someone betrays, you're teaching people things about honoring love at all times, but when they, when they are betrayed, how would you? instruct them after watch after playing the game or or and or reading the game how are they how should they feel if they are betrayed well and where does love come into play okay so let's try to put it in in a way that our audience can really understand this okay typically people will say that it takes months if not years to understand somebody, right? Can't trust them right away. They have to prove themselves. You just don't know them. So you, you just, you got to wait. You know, don't get married after a month of dating. You got to date for a while. You got to see, right? Okay, so okay. on a number line, let's just say that you have to wait and that number is 100. You have to wait until you get to 100 days before you can really claim that you know somebody. So you invest a hundred days, but on that hundredth day, they betray you. You're like, what the heck? I put in a hundred days all this time. I mean, I'm just shocked. No, what happened was they were betraying you way before that, but you were not able to recognize Waldo. So what I teach you to do is see Waldo in one, two, three steps. The better at it you get, the fewer steps you need. And boom, immediately. First encounter, I can tell you if this person is trustworthy. First encounter. It's that kind of trustworthy. That, right, but can a trustworthy person still betray you? You could, you, could, <laughs> you could love someone. They could be trustworthy. They could be amazing. But then they betray you. So How are you, you know, supposed to feel? Okay, so something like that um, reminds me of a marriage, right? You right. trusted them. Exactly. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So you trusted them enough to make this lifelong commitment and everything was good until they had an affair. And it was like, what the heck? I trusted you and you broke my heart, right? What they don't understand is that, and I'm going to back this up, because they were married and they thought that it was going to be forever. So there was a betrayal. No, there was a betrayal long before that. And I could tell you it happened while they were dating. You just didn't see it. You were not able to recognize Waldo. So you made allowances and you kept going. And you made more allowances and kept going. And then you made it a, a commitment and you keep going. And you keep, you know what, you, what it is? You put it under this umbrella of nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Well, I can work on that. 
Nah, I trust them enough. I mean, this is what they're saying. And you keep going because the idea, the expectation of a lifelong love is, is more valuable. It's like I'm going to gamble on that rather than accept what is being shown to me. So we make allowances. And then finally, at the end, when you're betrayed, you're like, ah, oh, I can't believe it. You don't want to take responsibility in your inability to recognize somebody who is actually trustworthy. And this is what I teach you. In one move. Um, okay. I'm not sure if I, I, I don't know if I actually buy into the fact that you saw signs of someone betraying you before they betrayed you every single time. Oh, yeah. Meaning, okay, let's, if you don't want to talk about a husband or a wife or, or, or partners, uh, yep. how about a sibling? Okay. How about a parent? Okay. So there's a love, a relationship, and there's, and there's, you don't, there's no sign. And then there's, there's always a, a sign. There's always a sign. You're just missing it. I could tell that you there's always a sign. No, that means no trustworthy person. That means no person ever really is true and pure. There's always there's always signs of betrayal that are going to happen before betrayal. I, 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 don't, I, don't know if I, could, I don't know if I could buy into that. Okay. Because well, even myself, mm-hmm. I, would, I would, if I could think about somebody, I would, if someone would ever say that I betrayed them, mm-hmm. um, I have to sit and think about that. Like, would, every, would anyone in my life ever say that I betrayed them? I've definitely wronged them. I've definitely hurt people, not mm-hmm. intentionally, and maybe even intentionally at certain times. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's being mm-hmm. honest. Sure. Um, but a betrayal, there are different variations of betrayal. So I think there's cause and effect. Certain variations someone... of betrayal. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are. Yes. You could betray yes. my trust of, of okay, my my best friend told me to keep it between she and I and um, well, that's a bad one, but like, and I tell my husband and it's just my husband, but he never brings it up, but I betrayed her different than I was having an, a full out affair on my husband and living a double life. There's different acts of betrayal. Okay. Different degrees of betrayal. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, uh, no, there's, okay, there's going to be circumstances around that uh, example you gave me about the girlfriend, right? And there's mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. be circumstances around the one with your husband. And those right. circumstances surrounding are the things that you're going to recognize before that betrayal actually happens. And I teach you how to identify that. Immediately. So this is what happens. There's, it's just betrayal. It's just betrayal. In the game, all right, the idea is to keep your king on the board. You are being very careful 
to keep your king on the board. And your player is, typically they don't know the game because not everybody knows the game, okay? But you're hoping that your player is going to keep their king on the board, meaning stay in honor. Please have some integrity. This is what you're, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? I teach you how to recognize when you can anticipate a loss of that king. And what happens is people lose that king and because they, they are too afraid to call it, they make allowances, they didn't see it, they keep playing. They just keep playing. So this is what the scenario with the husband and wife, you know, with the affair or whatever, it's the same thing. They were betrayed long before that affair happened. That's just, the, that's just towards the end. The betrayal was in the beginning. It was how they, they disrespected each other. It's how they spoke to each other. It was the ne- neglect. You know, they're demeaning. There's, there's so much going on in that dynamic that is chipping away at that relationship, chipping away, chipping away until it's over. But neither partner wants to call it quits. And so you make allowances under the guise of, you know, it's not easy. Marriage isn't easy. And we made this commitment. We're going to work on it. You're going to work on what? It's over. You killed it already. So until you understand how you killed it, you're going to keep doing that over and over again. And this is why we see people, you know, get in a relationship, out of a relationship, in a relationship, out of a relationship. And they just can't find the right one. They're not the right one because you can't identify the right one. You have no idea what you're looking for. And you have no idea how to be. So neither one of you are the right one. And this is why you just keep rotating, rotating. When we learn how to love, we raise our standards. Not for the other person, but for ourselves. For ourselves. I know who I am. Right? When I know who I am and I know how hard it is to be who I am, you think I'm going to lower my standard or lower who I am to be with somebody who has never worked on themselves, who fails to have boundaries, doesn't see who I am, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to call it right now. Game over. Right. So let's change path a little bit and talk because it's very interesting because <laughs> you're Merrily okay. of Solana. So if we can yeah. go on that. What is the story behind Solana? I know that in the story of Elise, she was taken. She loved the whole story. Talk to us how this now becomes Merrily of Solana. Mm-hmm. How I'm not sure I understand the question. How did Elise, or how did I become Elise? Or yeah, hmm. so like it's like Elise talks about like how the angels were speaking to her, Mm, and she mm -hmm. loved the story of Solana. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a bit like and there there's a parallel obviously with you as you admit and you say, Mm -hmm. but and now you're merrily of Solana. What Mm -hmm. is Solana? What is the story of Solana? So Solana means a sunny place, and Elise means a covenant with God. And merrily is joyful. And my covenant with God has created and given me my name. It was literally given to me. 
and it's just really a, a beautiful thing. All everything that I have, everything that has happened to me, whether it's the books or my titles, um, recognition, everything that has come to me has been divinely given to me. I didn't work for any of it. I literally did not set out to do any of it. I didn't, you know, go out there and um, do the people that, you know, do the things that people normally do, like networking and this. And I, I just basically said yes to a lot of things just because I believe in yes. I believe in yes. Okay. I have absolute faith. Hmm. When you say it's given to me, like, what is the state of grace? What is, what is the queen of Camelot? Like, when you say given to you, who, who gave it to you? Hmm. No, I'm recognized by other people. Mm-hmm. The state of grace mm-hmm. in the kingdom of Cherithia. And these are, you know, just, just like the United Kingdom, just like the United States, just like anything else. This is, these are real places that, you know, with real people who recognize who I am. And so in the higher realms, I have been recognized as, you know, the, the titles that have been given to me. You know, and more lovingly known as the Queen of Hearts. So because, do, you, do you, I'm sorry, go I ahead. I was going to say, with go the ahead. people who, you know, who I mentor, those who have direct contact with me who are learning the game are seeing amazing they they're just like oh my gosh you know they're they're just amazed because it's divine it's not just another you know self-help book it's literally divine and if you commit yourself to it you remove the veil the illusion of this world and you really see what god is made of it's incredible. It's incredible. Did you, throughout your years, become more religious and spiritual? Or did some, some, uh, some occurrence happen where maybe you heard voices at that point and it then continued on? Like there, was there a revelation of some sort? that a pivotal moment in time that you remember when something shifted? Yeah, actually, um, I remember sitting at my desk with, um, you know, a pile of bills, and I was going through a divorce, and I'm a mother of four, you know, in the house, and the dogs, and everything else that I have to do, and and my Bible was sitting there, and I just started to read. And I landed on... um, scripture you know just a passage that just said love this is the law love yourself and love your neighbor that's the law nowhere in there is it telling you to go out and make money to store in barns to have a 401k to have good credit nothing nothing in there is talking about that the book is magical and I do not consider myself to be religious. If that's indoctrination, that's not me. I teach love. The Bible says that, God you, is but love. Do you believe in having a 401k? Do you, do, you, do you fault people for having that? Do you abandon do all of that? Do I fault them? 
No, I don't fault anybody for, you know, any of that. I, I'm not here to fault or to judge anyone. I want to lead you out of the desert. Literally, people are lost. They're lost. It doesn't matter where they're at on the money scale. You could be very humble, have a dollar in the bank account, or you can, you know, be rich, just like Robert. It doesn't matter. It's a very lonely, lonely place. Dark. When you go to bed at night, you don't care what's in your bank account. If you're miserable and you don't know the magic of life and living, you haven't experienced it yet. You Agreed. just haven't. Totally agreed. But you mm-hmm. do believe you you can, though, have both. Money and love? You can have money and still be... And and still be appreciative and be grateful and be thankful sure. and smell yeah. flowers and 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 smile when a butterfly is around and believe in rainbows. If but you also, have not experienced as promised, none of those things matter. The whole world that one more time? gives okay, if you have not experienced as promised, then all those things that you're talking about doesn't matter. You can be grateful. You can have a smile on your face. You can give thanks. If you're not religious, I don't know who you're thinking, but, you know, if you don't believe in God or a higher power, I don't know who you're thinking. But, um, you know, you can stop and smell the roses and, you know, make love with your husband and enjoy your bank account. It's all That's all fine and good. But if you have not experienced as promised, you have no idea what you're missing. This life is our opportunity to experience that promise. And most people never do. And that is unfortunate. And that's, that's unfortunate. why life, is, yeah, and that's why life is a gift. Life is my gift, my opportunity to make it there. Witness. Well, that's why promised. I love that one sentence where it says uh, her, her life was a gift and was grateful for every moment. To mm-hmm. our listeners, every so we only have a few minutes left. What is the one thing that they can walk away? What is the one thing you want them to sit and let it resonate with them? What's the one most powerful thing or tool you could give each listener? for them to either change or reflect on where they're at in their life. Mm, I would just say surrender. Really contemplate on that word, surrender. Let go. And what that means? Let go. Let go of, of your need to control. Let go of your worries. Let go of your fears. Let go of all the what ifs. Let go of what you're holding on to. Let go of that relationship. Let go of the business. Consider the worst thing. So what? You lost the house. You lost your job. Whatever it is, you have to stop trying to control the outcome. Surrender and pay more attention to your behavior. How are you behaving toward yourself? 
Are you taking care of you first? Or are you constantly trying to do for others until exhaustion, waiting for the world to provide for you? When are you going to get your break? God, when am I going to get my break? I'm praying for my break. I do nothing but service all day long, and I don't get mine. It's because you have the order wrong. You're not here to service your brother. You are here to find your relationship with the Most High. In that, you will be given, and then you'll have, it's a very, very powerful position to be in. Because That's your a great place over. to close, I think. I like that. Mm. That's a nice place to close and powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Gnarly. I, I really is... can't stress how much love is the answer. But you got to know how to do it. <laughs> so there's two things. Everyone has to read Cracking the Rich Code Volume 4 and go out and get the game. Mm. And I think both could be huge tools to enriching one's life. And I do believe that accountability, love, respect, and honor. I think we need to bring back the value system and we need to be better to each other and not be all about me, 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 me. How you could be, do do to others and live by the golden rule. Do unto others how you want done to yourself. We unfortunately are out of time, but this has been an amazing hour. It's been a journey with Miss Marilee of Solana. And I loved hosting tonight and getting to interview and getting digging down deep. I think there's so much to to learn and so much to explore with you. Mm. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to Blog Talk Radio and Cracking the Rich Code. I appreciate you doing this tonight, everyone. Thank you. It was fun. It was awesome. Thank Have you. Have a great night. You too. Be well and safe. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.